I just saw this like light being just float up the stairs, came in and then left. And I was like, mom? Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. found out about this from our old lady Facebook page that we're on. In addition or the to the one that we're all on. Right, yeah. exactly. And now uh, I was just telling Joy, in addition to that, I've now been obsessing over VNA ice creams because they are re-releasing it. And it is the height of elegance when you take your fancy silver cake slicer and just play <laughs> sexy I, slice and you hear the crunch, crunch. I don't know if I ever had one of those. That's what I was just saying. I don't think so, I have either. We had them. Yeah. We had one once for Christmas because other than like plastic tub of ice cream family, but this was a special occasion. And I just remember being like eight and trying desperately to do this slow. Cause they say it in the commercial, you hear the, the cracks of the thin, delicate wafers oh my of God. chocolate sheets or some shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, I need I to do need it. that. Just get a big bowl of ice cream, mm. pour some magic shell on it, and you can crack that bitch all night. Is magic mm. shell the stuff that gets hard, the chocolate stuff that gets hard? I realize that sounds like there's a double entendre somewhere there. That's fine. Well, whatever whatever you need, show, Kate. Kate, whatever you need. <laughs> I can't wait. I thought of more weird shit to talk about. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to see you because I haven't seen you in forever. I know. I know. Fucking uh, fucking pandemic. I know. What's up with that plague? Why you got to fuck with us? Um, we should probably like start talking about like podcast stuff. So I'm sure. Emily. I'm Joy. And this is the residuals. the residuals. Yes. I'm eating ice cream. She is with giving what, zero fucks with, with your fancy shell shit on the top yeah. of it. I made this ice cream and I will do with it what I want. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And we have a special guest tonight, and her name is Kate. Kate Spencer. Uh, hi, Kate Spencer. Hey, How are you? Everybody. I'm so excited to be here. It's so nice mm. to just be on a Zoom with two people that I like. It's so I know. So nice. Yeah. Um, very happy to have you here with us today night i was gonna say today and then i'm like that's a lie it's 8 30 at night on the sunday it is i've lit i've lit scented candles and i've brewed an herbal tea oh, i love that i don't know i just felt like getting kind of in a zone with y'all mm. well kate mm. is wonderful for many reasons to sure. well other than being just a fantastic person and human that's being. so nice and oh. one of the best cabin mates that i've had on our yes mom's gone wild other than joy because you slept on the bunk kind of across uh, on right by us in our cabin. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. you were delightful. I this is also very good at momming me while I right. was sick. You were while so you, sick. I was so oh, sick. Joy the whole was weekend. dying. I was, I was poisoned, is actually an allergic <laughs> reaction. Yeah. I was having a really oh. bad latex allergy reaction and I couldn't leave the cabin all weekend. Yeah. Um, 
which was the basically the entirety of the trip. Um, and Kate was stuck on the bottom bunk. I loved it. She was like, I loved do you it. Want some electrolyte powder. Do you want this? Like, do you want that? Do you want me to get you anything? I come right. prepared with a lot of stuff. Like I had a tiny humidifier. I had my white noise machine. I did have electrolyte powder. I just am a little bit of a, like a mom prepper. And I'm so anxious about like being without my comforts that I, um, that I just, now I just, now I just bring it all. Yeah. I I will say, I feel like that sums up our cabin in a nutshell though. Like we were all like that. We brought brought a tiny fridge, Emily. Yeah. I brought a tiny (laughs) fridge and a, and a kettle to make tea. Um, we all had our own insulated mugs for that tea. You brought electrolyte powder, you know, I mean, Aspirin. I had like an entire yeah. survival kit and a tent and stuff exactly. in my car. And then like the, the cabin below us, they had mushrooms, <laughs> you know? So everyone has their own version of what an essential is. I was that weirdo that I'm like, I'm just going to bring amethysts for everyone in That's a right. cabin. Well, you did. Listen, you want to know the best thing that happened to me that weekend? I mean, other than not dying, that I got sick. <laughs> the best, the best thing Kate brought that weekend to make my life easier was poopery. <gasps> right, because I was That's so in and right. out of the bathroom. I was just I, like, I mean, I wasn't gonna say anything, Joy, but no, thank dude, you, Kate. It was, it was a rough weekend. <laughs> You're a miracle worker. I'm from I'm from Massachusetts, and I I've inherited a lot of like this kind of prudish Puritan. Yeah, so um, from Connecticut. Well, yeah, you know Joy, yes. Same. Yeah. And maybe also British, maybe it's all kind of intrinsically connected. See, I would, yes and no. So I'm going to say no, no. But we have a stereo, we have a poor stereotype that we're really super prim and proper. We're not. I mean, if you watch our TV, we have something called the watershed, at least from what when I was there, that after nine o'clock, all bets are off. There's tits, twats, and God knows what else on the TV. And it's just like, oh, well, you shouldn't be watching if you don't want to see that after nine o'clock. I will say, though, when we would go out to bars in college when I was drinking, the first beer I would then, as soon as I was finished, I'd be like, oh, I forgot something at my apartment and run home. And then I would come back because I refused to do that anywhere but my home. Anywhere but my home. Okay. I don't think it's an English thing. I think no, it's just a sometimes. It's not because I used to go visit a boyfriend when I lived in Connecticut. I used to go down to Brooklyn for days and mm. I couldn't poop unless I was home or unless I was completely alone in the apartment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Really, yeah. Now I don't give a shit. Where no, a shit. literally. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, no. You know, it's cool. Yeah. We've got a kids party in the back of the car. If need be, I will make in the that, car. Oh, yeah. we did that too when we were potty training. I would yeah. just, because I was like, I'm not going to have you like poop the car seat. Let's just yeah. pull over and throw up the hatch and you can sit there. That's I so still smart. Do. Yeah, I, I still do that. only because she'll be like, no, I don't have to go. And then we'll be in the car. She's like, I have to go. They are full of yes. lies. They are <laughs> full of lies and urine, full actually, of is what they're full of. We, we've like taken that potty in the backseat and I've been like, go ahead, just do what you got to do. Nobody can see you. Like, yeah. The windows are tinted back here. And here's, okay, <laughs> this is probably something that people Ooh. don't normally do. But On like, ghost podcasts? Good point. <laughs> or just in general. Um, so... Aside from being amazing and having all of the the stuff in your 
in your luggage with you to help someone uh, trying not to die from a fatal latex poisoning. Um, you are also an author mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're a podcast maven of your own wonderful maven, show. Maven, a maven. True. Like that? A maven. Yeah. Maven. I do. I do. I like to I podcast and I write. That's what I do mm-hmm. all Tell us day about long. It. Tell oh. the people at home what it is. Oh, okay. So, um, well, my first book is a memoir. It's called The Dead Moms Club because I have a dead mom and I wanted to write a book for other people who felt lonely and isolated with their dead, having a dead mom or a dead whoever, really mm-hmm. a dead anybody. Um, so that was my first book. And I have another book coming out, I think in 2022, that is fiction and <gasps> a romantic comedy and nothing to do with, with ghosts or dead people or anything. Um, Wait, can I ask you a question? Of course. Is that what you were working on in the cabin when we were in? Did I bring, did I bring my computer and work? You had a manuscript. Nerd. Yes, I did. That was my book. Yeah, yeah. probably. Oh, that's awesome. Ah! Wow, you got I'm to be that joy nerd. when it was happening. Did I did I bring that to work? That is so nerdy, but I I don't I, think I, it's nerdy. I, I think, think it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and so that's, so that is going to be a real book that people will be able to read. And then, um, and then I do have a podcast called forever 35 and we also are starting to produce other people's podcasts, which (gasps) is a real pleasure and joy. Say what? Like you. I love it. Are you going to start your own networky? Technically we have, but it's very small. I mean, we, we're, we have kind of like a small cabal of, of shows that we are working on, but, um, it is really, it's a fun and, and challenging endeavor. I really enjoy the medium of podcasting. It's brought me, I mean, aside from it being like my professional life, mm-hmm. I find it to be a really satisfying and interesting medium. So yeah, not to yeah. sound too, not, I sound so dorky. I brought no, work no, no. on a camping trip and I <laughs> love the medium of podcasting. No, you're, um, you're ticking all the boxes for me to fall in love with you more. We brought our <laughs> podcasting equipment That's with us right. to- the retreat. The only yeah. reason we didn't record anything was because Joy Blech. was trying not to die yeah. in a bunk <laughs> for two I nights. forgot you had all your stuff. Yeah, we, we had, had it all. Okay. Stuff. We were going to like do a whole group like campfire, yes. sit around, ghost story thing. It was going to be amazing. I, but then she the had to almost die and she fucked it, it up. Yeah, I How didn't. dare you have a seriously almost fatal <laughs> allergic reaction. How dare I do everything I could. To warn everyone involved, and yet someone dropped a ball. Um, so about those ghosts, right? No, mm, so mm. you know, it's all kind of related to your first book that came out. Yeah, so my mom's a ghost. Well, let's talk <laughs> about everything. Tell us everything. Tell okay. us everything. I don't feel like I don't have my mom is not like an exciting haunt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know she's like not like scary. She's not around a lot. I don't. Okay. I, here's how I think my mom has come back as an, as insects and also through the electricity. Well, let me start from the beginning. My yeah. family, I co-own a, uh, a home with my mom's siblings. It was my grandparents' house and it was like, it's this old, um, it's not dilapidated, but it's a very old New England small brick farmhouse that they bought in the sixties that is very sentimental and special to everybody. And so instead of like selling it, it has kind of, we've kept it amongst the family, but because my mom is dead, my brother and I um, are the other 
proprietors, owners, along with my mom's three siblings. Okay. And it is like, if a place is going to have like spirit, spirit energy of my family, it's this place. And it's a very uh, old house. It's where the church of, um, seventh day Adventist was actually founded. Yeah. It's, it's, which it's in a teeny tiny town in New Hampshire. Um, so it's, it's this cold house anyway. So one night I was there and I think I was sleeping there alone and I was in the room that had that my grandparents used to sleep in and has like a, it's a very old house. So it has this like tiny staircase. And Mm -hmm. I just saw this like light being just float up the stairs and into the room. I don't know how to describe it. I woke up and it was like this light blob came in and then left. And I was like, mom, but I don't know why I knew that that was my mom. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like, it's a um, feeling. It was just like, oh, there's my mom. And it didn't feel scary. I always, um, I've always been worried about like my mom energetically or my grandparents visiting me because it kind of that the whole thought of it freaks me out me too it it didn't feel scary and that was what was so like kind of comforting about it as I was like oh that was weird (sighs) right so so that was a that was kind of a ghosty thing that happened but I I genuinely believe my mom communicates through electrical lighting Mm -hmm. and it's specific light fixtures and it, nobody else believes me. We do. Is, I will thank you. My whole yeah. family is like, ugh. But, really? Well, I mean, not in a disrespectful way. Just like, uh, there's one light in my dad's house that, that since my mom died, also when my mom died, every electrical thing stopped working. <gasps> Everything. Like the week she died... The vacuum broke, the washer dryer broke, like it was this, everything. And she had, um, my mom had pancreatic cancer and she lived. My uncle died of that. It's brutal. If you've been following, you know, Alex Trebek. Yes. um, I was, you get it and you go. Yeah. I was there with him when he passed away. It's a fucking awful way to go. I'm so it's sorry, babe. Oh, it was the most, thank you. Uh, it sucked. And she, so she had nine months from diagnosis to when she died. Mm-hmm. And during that time, like kind of unbeknownst to me, but she went around mm-hmm. and like wrote instructions on how to do stuff and how to use stuff. And then like taped them everywhere. Cause she knew Oh my gosh. we were all like clueless. Right. So, <laughs> so like they're on the washer dryer. It was like, here's how to work this. Here's who to call if it breaks. Like, here's who fixes the air conditioning. It was remarkable. She was oh my gosh. a Wait, very prepared person. I already have a question. Yeah. Did the things that have problems have notes on them? Yes, all of Which, them. Was it all like the, I want to make sure you're reading my notes? Kind of. It kind of <gasps> felt like this test of like, well, I'm dead. So you better, y'all got to figure it out. Like She's in the still teaching you. Yes. The light bulb cabinet. She had instructions on like which light bulb was for which. <gasps> Oh my God. Oh my God. This is amazing. This all she makes was, sense right off the bat too. She was great. My mom was a, was just a great person, mom, human. She was just the best. So, so anyway, she did all that. So little things like that would happen. But then there is, there is an electrical outlet in my dad's house that I tell you if we, it, it flickered, like it's been like this for years. And especially if we're talking about something, I think that either relates to her or she would want to chime in on. 
it flickers. And then I would have it in my most, my old house that I just moved out of uh, six months ago. Same thing. And I would have it in my bathroom and I would go into my bathroom and my, the light would flicker and I would literally just talk to the light because it, I, I'm just convinced it was how my mom would manifest. And then it, we moved and then in my new house and the kid, it also did this in like the kitchen and the kid's playroom all over the place. But in my new house, we just moved and it started doing it recently in the kitchen. And it was, oh it was like during a conversation that might've, I can't remember, it might've been related to my mother, but, or to like something she would have been involved in. And, and I know like the logical explanation is just like the wiring or, or whatnot, but right. There is a feeling for me of like, I guess the way I think about all this stuff is like, if it brings you comfort, it's like harmless to believe right. in it for the right. most part, like yeah. unless it consumes your life. So like, I also think my mom visits me as insects. And, what insects? Okay. Is it, can I just like rattle on about a, a long story? About bugs? Yes. Okay. Yes. We will sit here for three hours if you okay. want. Get, we so have done. Whatever you want to tell. Yeah, we have. Trust me. Sure. So we have when my, tape. my, <laughs> great guys, buckle up for a long story about bugs. Hang on. I'm turning <laughs> up my heat pad. All right. Let's do this. Get in. So my mom died in March of 2007. Okay. Her mom died six weeks before she died. So, oh my so goodness. my grandmother was 91 and, you know, was kind of coming to the end of her life. I think she like willed herself to die before my, my mom because mm-hmm. she knew my mom was really sick. But so she died. And the week after she died, my, and my mom's health was really declining right at the time when my grandmother died. So my mom was in bed and I look over and on her pillow next to her is this bug. I think it's like kind of like a stink bug. I'd the never seen triangle it. triangle ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it in our house before. I'd never seen it before. And my grandmother was very into nature, um, would like collect like animals, skeletons, if she found them in the wood, like very into insects would always have like beetle, you know how beetles leave their shells behind. She sounds like joy. I'm yeah. nodding my head. Cause I'm like, those, that's my people. So my grandmother <laughs> and my mom were both like that. Very into just like an, the anatomy of nature. Mm-hmm. So there was this bug on my mom's pillow and my mom and I was with my mom and it's probably a week after her mom had died. And I was like, well, it's probably Grammy visiting you. And we like cried and I put the bug in the bathroom and then my mom died six weeks after, you know, after this happened and we had kind of like a private funeral with family. And then we went back to my dad and what well, was my dad and mom's house, but I just call it my dad's house now um, for Okay, this is so tedious, but I'm going to explain it all. Nope, it's not. Absolutely. Keep going. Okay. Stop apologizing. It, it all okay. makes sense. Yeah. yeah the yeah. first bug, my, my parents owned two homes. I realize mm-hmm. I'm talking about homes like we're some sort of dynasty, but these are modest homes. But they had a house outside Boston and then um, had bought a house to kind of retire to in New Hampshire near right. where my mom grew up. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, not, not to interrupt, I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of... People, old people do older people do that generation that generation yeah. they bought a house for like five dollars when you had a living wage and then <laughs> right well, was, yeah living and wage then was they a could different sell time. it for a lot more exactly and buy a couple of places 
I mean, exactly. yes, you were able to do that. And they were like, you'll Famous. be able to do this too when you're a grown up. And I'm mm-hmm. like, when I'm 42, <sighs> when will I be a grown up? <laughs> Famous Same. Best. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. The home where my mom died, where the first bug was, was right outside Boston where I grew up. And then we were gathering at a, as a family at my parents' home in New Hampshire, which was like where they were going to retire to and where my dad has retired to. And, um, we're having this like, you know, family lunch. And I look on the floor, I'm sitting with my cousins kind of in like a cuddly pile. And there is that same bug that we had seen on my mom's pillow. But that this time there were two of them. So I was like, of course, this is my mom and my grandmother coming back at these, this fucking beetle that I had never seen before. It appeared again in a different location. So I was like, yes, they are. And they would manifest as bugs. They were so into bugs and loved bugs. I love this. And my mom wouldn't, she wouldn't kill spiders in our house growing up because like she, she was nice to spiders. And so I never, I don't ever kill spiders anymore. She, you know, she thought they killed other bugs. So she would let them like grow their webs in our house. Mm -hmm. But I always like, anytime my kid has a spider in their room, I'm like, oh, that's your grandmother. Coming to visit you. I mean, they must, my kids must think I'm nuts. I've had so many like animal visitors that I think mm-hmm. are, are my mom. And I do think like if whenever there's a bug in my house, I say hi to it. Like it's my mother. Oh my God. It's so I'm cute. always talking. I'm talking to lights and bugs. Hey, nothing I wrong with that. that. And again, I don't like the thing I always tell myself is like, well, the worst case scenario, you know, like whenever I'm out in the world and, and, and looking at nature and I see a, a bird and I think it's my mom. Like worst case scenario, I'm paying more attention to nature. You know, like I, I, I feel like there's no harm. But that in... sounds like something that your mom and your grandmother would have wanted you to do anyway. Right. To pay more attention to yes, nature. Yes, there you so... go, Joy. So maybe they're like, let's be bugs and yeah. come back and haunt you. They're just bugging you. <sighs> oh, wow. I got to go. I'm here Oof. all night. Wow. That was old. Wow. <clears throat> I'm well, not interested in that. I'm not. I don't, I don't know. I'm, not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there bourbon on that ice cream or there is it is just none. that? No. no bourbon on this ice cream. Just hilarious puns. Just yeah. dad jokes and magic shell. Yay. <laughs> so it started happening. So is there a particular thing with the lights that is, has a similar pattern? Like, oh yeah, they, they, they flicker. Okay. And like, there's no, it's the on and off. it's a, I mean, it's such a visible, noticeable flicker. Is, and it, is it, yeah. I mean, like, like it's, it it's the is same it kind of flicker that you yes, had at your old it's house. It's the same. It's, it's been the same consistently at my dad's house, at my old house, and then at this house. And I find it like, I find it often happening when conversations, when it feels like something where I'm, I'm either supposed to be getting some information or my mom would have an opinion. Mm-hmm. I love and, that so much. And you know, like my mom died when I was 27 and we were very close. And I, I feel like I would have, you know, she died before I got married and had kids and had really had my career take off. And so like, I feel like she would want to still weigh in. Like I consulted her on so many things Yeah, that I feel like that is where I personally miss the relationship. And I also right. feel like she's probably mm-hmm. like, you get robbed of that when you kick it early, you know? So, or when you die anytime you, you lose right. that. Yeah. relationship. So I feel like if, if I'm being haunted, it's like to chime in with advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause absolutely. she did write notes. She did write notes on everything. Like she was that kind of person. Man, just 
writing notes, being prepared for it, writing notes about everything. And then all of the electric stuff that she wanted to make sure you pay attention to. Absolutely. She's in your electricity. Like, why not? I wrote it all down in my journal when it happened because it was so weird and it felt like the first time something breaks, you're like, oh, you don't even think about it. But then by the time it's like the third or fourth thing in a week, it does feel purposeful. Mm-hmm. It does feel like there's some intention of these things happening that you're supposed to take away something more than just like how to fix the stuff. Yeah. It's not like you yeah. bought all of the same things the <laughs> same week, 25 years ago. And like, they've all just decided no. to go to hell now. Okay. I found, I found the record of what broke here. Okay. Here's what broke the dryer, the vacuum, the TV and the microwave. Holy shit. In a week. And- yeah, because my mom died on March 4th, and I wrote this journal entry on Friday, March 9th. Oh and my it says, God. all electrical appliances are messed up. Dryer, vacuum, TV, microwave. We think it's mom. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Also, just, like, brava for keeping a journal and writing Seriously. in it, like, so you have the dates and can look back, and also knowing where it is. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean... was just... I, I only kept this journal. I think my parents gave it for me the that Christmas. So it's literally, yep, it starts December 25th and then it ends March 29th. So I kept it for three months. I'm proud oh. of you. And so, but it was just like, it's just a journal of like the last three, like the horribleness of caregiving for my mom as she's going downhill oh. with cancer and my grandma dying. And it was just a, oh, it was a, God. <clears throat> it was a lot a, for any person to deal with. It was, it was a lot, but now it's been, you know, it's been long enough that I can talk about it with ease right. and it's fun to imagine, like it's fun to, to look back, not fun, but I mean like fun to look back at the electrical appliances not working and, and and think more deeply about it than at the time we were just kind of out of our minds. Oh, of course, yeah. Feeling, you know, I was like driving around with my mom's ashes and... Oh, honey. Well, I... in, we didn't bury her for two weeks, but we had her cremated. And so her ashes were just like tootaluting in the house. Yeah. And I really liked it. So I've told my husband, like, when I die, I want to be cremated and put in an urn and then I want to like be with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like in the cold. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like in the sea. That's, this is just me. I like the cozy feeling of like being with a people. Mm-hmm. My mom is buried like in New Hampshire and, and that's just so, it's just so cold. I, I don't know. I don't know. Joy, Do you guys have opinions about this? Joy has done tattoos on people. I, with, with ash, I've ashes. Put ashes in in yes. Yeah, that's so cool. That. I wish I had done that. Um, I, I love have, that. I have cremains tattooed into one of my tattoos, but it was from one of my pets. Oh. But, yes. Okay, so I have a question then. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that animals come back spiritually as ghosts? Like, do you you think that that energetic power to, like, to have this kind of, like, spiritual afterlife, do you think that exists for all living things? I do. I think that it can. I had a very, a cat I was very close with. And and her ashes are in my living room, but I don't mm-hmm. feel her like lurking ever, and I miss her. Oh, but I I, yeah. I haven't felt that with animals, so I'm I'm intrigued if they ever like come through for people as much. I have no. I would like ashes. to hear more about that. If anybody listening has any input on whether or not they've seen spirits of their pets, let yeah. us know. Um, 
but I know that a lot of times when I hear about things looking like animal spirits, mm. it will be something that's not or something that's a little menacing or something that looks mm. like an animal, but it's really like an elemental or like a spirit attached to the land or <sighs> something. Why you got to fucking ruin it, Joy? We hey. were just in a really nice warm and fuzzy. I'm saying from the um, accounts that I have heard, I have not heard a lot about animals like pets being spirits. I have heard more about spirits that look like animals possibly not being animals but if you see your cat in your house after it dies i'm willing to bet that's your cat in your house yeah. after it died so um the question was what do i think there you go okay <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't have anything 100 but um i think it's possible sure i mean just like you know i think any of our friends relatives it's possible that they would come back too I was just going to say, I always feel my, I like, I assume my mom comes back to visit me as an animal, but I wonder if animals were going to come back. How do they come back? Like, like, for example, at my cousin's wedding a couple summers ago, there were like three beautiful birds. I want to say they were eagles, but they weren't. I think they were like seagulls, way less, way less sexy than if they were eagles, but they. Let's just go with hawks. They were hawks. They were, it was like, I forget what they were, but they sat and watched my cousin's wedding the whole time. And oh, I, it was outside wow. in, in on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And I was like, Oh, it's my mom and my grandparents, you know? But again, like, again, I'm just like looking to the animal world. That is how I imagine my people coming back. Let me offer this intermediary explanation. Love this. Offer um, a lot of times I've heard it referred to as they send an animal, right? Uh-huh, but it's not them. Uh-huh. But they're like, here birds go do this and represent me like yes make it known make them think about it um you know like we were just we were talking about surviving death that show on netflix have you mm-hmm. seen this yeah. no is it good it's real. yeah i've gotten through four episodes and it's really good it's very emotional i mean obviously it's about death and stuff but it's about like parents and children dying and it's rough to watch oof, oof. Um, okay you know, trigger warning, but it's also very good. And there was one segment where they had said, oh, we told our mom to send a cardinal, like specifically Mm -hmm. send a cardinal. And a few days later, a cardinal showed up and they were like, I think it flew into the window and they were like (gasps) holding it afterwards and trying to get it to fly away and it wouldn't go. But that was, it sounded more like, send this to me. Don't come back as... But right. Send it. Send me this sign. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, I have a, a, a practice that a friend told me. Um, I have a good friend who lost their father a few years ago and, and it was incredibly hard and still, you know, still is really hard. And <clears throat> she had heard on, I, this is going to, now I'm going to sound like deep Los Angeles she Emily, heard, your favorite. This My is people, good. let's yeah. go drink some moon water together. It's, that's what this is going to be. Yes. Jesus. She was listening to the Goop podcast. This psychic, this medium who was on suggested if you want to communicate with your dead person, mm-hmm. pick an animal and meditate on it. Like I want a, me- I want to see this as a message from you, and mm-hmm. like maybe pick something that's not like, for example, squirrel. They, At least yeah. where I live, like there are a lot of squirrels. So my friend did this with her dad. 
and focused and focused and focused and had this whole experience with the animal coming back. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. I'm going to pick black cat for my mom. And I would think about it and I'd be like, Hey, like this, just in my brain, whatever popped up, I'd be like, I want you to, I want you to send me a sign as a, a black cat, black cat, black cat never happened. It just, you know, it just never happened. And then a few months had gone by that I'd been thinking about it and it pulled out of my driveway one day and a black cat just ran in front of my car. And I was like, bitch, is that you? Like, is that you? I don't know. Like, so maybe there is this intention of like, send me this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give me this sign. I like that joy. That's how it anyway, was with that goop, story. Goop podcast. Goop podcast. Mm. They had said the same thing with the cardinal. They were like, we told her, you know, mm-hmm. send us a cardinal because it was not a common bird where we lived and blah, blah, blah. You know, they also said um, in the same thing when they're talking about mediums, there was one man who said, because he's gone to multiple mediums mm. uh, to try to make contact with his father. He will have a conversation alone with the spirit and say, I want you to mention this if you're really coming through. Oh, yes. so they have a code word. Smart. It's, so I yes. mean, it would be like, I want you to mention my hair, right? Like, just simple like that. Like not like super specific, but a weird enough thing. I love this because I've seen a medium, a psychic medium, a few times, a few different ones, and this is such a great scheme to like test the. I don't want to say the realness, but you know what I mean. Because when I saw yeah. the. I felt like they did get a clear like communication from my people. One thing she said was like, have you seen deer lately? And I had seen deer. I'd never seen deer in LA in my life. And we had been driving through Griffith Park and on the golf course were two deer. And we like slowed down to look at them because I guess if you live in the mountains, people have deer here in LA, but I had never, I'd never seen them and, and had never. Mm. And so that had happened like two days before I saw this psychic and this medium. And, and she was like, have you seen deer lately? I was like, Oh yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that. I just, so we just saw them this weekend. She was like, Oh yeah, your mom sent those to you. I like, can oh, you okay. send me this lady's information, please? I can. Her name is uh medium Fleur. F L E U R. She's here in LA. See, um, stuff like that makes me nervous too, because a lot of the time when they present it, it'll just be like, I'm seeing this. And they wait for your mm-hmm. reaction. And then it's the follow-up with, because they sent it to you. Yeah. Well, see, this is why I I like the code word. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so here's the thing. There's a difference between a medium, Mm -hmm. a psychic, Mm -hmm. and a Mm -hmm. mentalist. And a mentalist is someone who presents themselves as being a medium to talk to the dead. But what, in fact, they do is they say things that are somewhat leading. And you have people Mm -hmm. there who are coming to you because they're in pain or because mm-hmm. they're in a spot in their life that they need to have some kind of comfort. So you've got the body language and then you've got the questions that they know to ask that will bring this out. So wait, and what I what am I hearing? Am I hearing that you two are medium skeptics but believe in ghosts? I'm skeptical I, of fucking everything. Oh, yeah. So much okay because Oh yeah. <laughs> but but Joy, but you're also like a believer who has like fully been haunted. Yes, I've also had lots of experiences where I've had premonitions, but like I look for every other angle. And a lot of the time when we have, you know, these little conversations with other people, Emily and I point out things to the interviewee and then like 
other times people will point things out to me and Mm. Emily will point stuff out to me. And I'm just like, Oh, I never thought of it that way. So it's balancing all the information and just like, I, I really like looking at it like I would look at any other question in a scientific way. The psychic medium thing I personally struggle with. Like I really enjoyed it when I had a session. It felt both very like illuminating and comforting, but then also made me really sad because I was like, well, I, I want to talk to my mom all the time. Like right. I was going to move in with this medium. Mm-hmm. So like I can be like, what's my mom doing? And she'll be like, she's reading a book. And I'll be like, okay, great. Thanks. Like I, I'm also a skeptic. And I also believe yeah. there's a deep like taking advantage of and... If you th- can emotionally handle the surviving death show, at least watch the two episodes on mediums. I feel like there are grief vultures out there. Mm. Yes, Take yes, advantage of, of people. You know, it's very easy to say, I'm hearing a J word, there are Johns, there are James, there's a right. da-da-da. These are names that people like everyone's going to. They're doing it in a room. These are people who don't normally do one-on-one things. Their thing is, is they do it to a room of people so that they get that, you know. Yes. The other thing is, is that a lot of these things now with the dawn of social media, they have a ticket list. They have people's names. They go online. It doesn't take that much to you spend a bit of money and you have access to doing background checks on people. Yeah. And you can have access to Facebook and Instagram and all that other shit. And through that, you can see, well, who is their family? Who are these people in their pictures? Have they posted anything like RIP? Mm -hmm. And so then you're able to legitimize yourself by pinpointing someone in a room of people and having the specific information because you had their name in advance. And then there are people out there who have polished this skill Mm -hmm. and they use it on a bigger scale. They're Colin from what we do in the shadows. We talk yeah. about Colin a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I haven't watched that show. Oh, I know. I got it. Colin. I've only seen a little bit here and there because my husband has watched it. But like, yeah. I remember sitting down and him giving me the rundown of the characters. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? The emotional vampire? Can yes. you explain that? <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, it's very funny. Yes. Um, but yeah, I. Colin Robinson. It's so, so easy to find stuff. I mean, I use two different last names. I've had Mm. Rumor as my like public name for a really long time, but I don't like put my married name out there as much. Um, But if you Google Joy Rumor, good Lord. I mean, (laughs) there's everything out there. Yeah. Everything. Totally. I'm now Googling Joy Rumor so I can do it. Let me know when you find the scary pictures. Luckily. Oh, you're so cute. I'm looking at a picture of you on the beach right now. See? That was very fast. Mm -hmm. We're Mm -hmm. we're lucky. We're all lucky we're not like 20 years younger because. (sighs) Well, when I was 20 years younger, I was like doing all kinds of weird shit in the body mod industry. So that shit started then and it's still up there. Cool. Yeah, but I'm that's not everybody who you are. That, it doesn't matter, but that's who you are, and you're not like ashamed, and it's not like no, a big but dirty I, secret. Right. But if I suddenly was like, I need to go get a job, or hi, I'm writing a children's book. Like, I'm almost done are, writing indeed. a children's yes. book. It's People so good. are going to be like, I'm sorry, the author is hanging from meat hooks in an <laughs> apartment in Brooklyn. My kid's not reading this. Anywho. Saw. God. Um, but do anyway. you mind if I, I back to ghosty stuff? Back to ghosts. Yes. Sorry. Back to ghosts. No, that's okay. Um, 
So I saw you this morning at That's the Star right. which by the way, there are deer out oh, there. Right. Oh, they're visiting me. And so when we were at the stables this morning um, and we were discussing this, you said you were going to reach out to your brother. Do you, do any, did anybody my else dad. have experiences? I think my father has, and I don't know, you know, my brother, I don't know if he has, I should have texted him. I meant to ask him. What if I just shoot him a text right now? Has mom ever visited you as a ghost? Uh, he says he's only had dreams. Tell ah. us about them, please. Sorry, I don't want to shout. <laughs> he can't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> I had dreams. I used to have dreams about my mom all the time. Tell us. See, and these are things that still people coming to see you. Yes. Is it? Dream still yes. counts? Oh, yes. okay. Oh okay, I'm going to tell you something quickly. Okay. One of my good friends from back in Nashville works in mental health. And I reached out to him and I was like, what is your take on this? And he was like, I think sometimes certain dreams are a manifestation of your stress and your state of mind at the time. But I 100% also believe that when you're in a lightened state of consciousness, when you are sleeping then yes, people that you love that are past can come through mm. and can give you messages. Mm -hmm. So the yeah. dreams that I've had are very different. Like a dream about my grandfather is very different than a visitation dream about my grandfather. Right. He looks different. He acts different. There's a very different way that he comes to me if it's a real visit. Oh, that's so interesting. It's I've never really different. thought to dissect it because I've I've had so many dreams about my mom in the last fourteen years. Like some of them, I'll be like, "Hey, you're you're fine. What's going on?" Like it it'll be like sometimes she's she's like died but come back to life. Like it, it's it's mm -hmm. it's always kind of confusing. But I, I but I've never thought about knowing when it's a dream about them or when they are visiting. That's with fascinating. Me, uh, with my grandfather, when it is him actually visiting, uh, this is my truth in the matter. Like, mm. I don't need to search anymore because I know, like, yeah. I have enough evidence for me to say this is what's happening. Um, when he visits, he speaks, but his mouth doesn't move. I hear it. I hear his mm. voice, but it's in my head. Uh, he often first shows up as like 30-something-year-old grandpa. And then we'll like morph into older grandpa that I remember. Um, so those are things. And then like the one that Emily is talking about where he, he gave me homework. Um, I mean, he told me to do something. And when I did it, something happened in real life, like waking real life to confirm that he heard me. And he told me to like write to him. Like I had had a really... Um, like a bad two, three months where my mom and I weren't speaking because we were mm. going to fight. And it was probably the longest time we'd ever gone without speaking. And I had a dream about him. And in the dream, he said, without moving his mouth, write to me. So when I finally took the time to sit down and write to him, um, I wrote a little note. I said, please you do something about mom, blah, blah, blah. Folded it up, burnt it in a little bowl. Mm. 24 hours later, my mom called me whoa um out of nowhere and we picked up where we left off never talked about what the problem was just whoa went on with things and when I got off the phone with her my sister said did she tell you about her dream <gasps> oh 
And I said, no, did she dream about grandpa? She said, no. She said she had a dream about her grandmother. So my grandfather's mom and that they just walked and talked together. But she what? Tell, yeah, she wouldn't tell my sister what they talked about. But yeah. Holy shit. And I mean, he's come a couple other times that I, I know for a fact that it was him letting me know that he supported the decisions I was making with my mm, life. I love that so much. He sounds like a really special person. We, I grew up with them in the same house when I was little for a long time. Um, and he passed when I was 22. <sighs> and um, is he Italian? Yeah. Are these your Italians? Yeah. These yeah. are my Italians. These are my Sicilians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, know you, I knew you had Italians. I have some yeah. Italians too. <laughs> That's why I inherently know how to make sauce. 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 Can I tell you a ghost, another ghost story that I have? No, yes. you can't. Yes, you can. Okay. It's not a ghost. Here. So I have, I have a really lovely friend who actually does readings. I actually, I forgot. Say what? What yeah. kind of readings? Oh, she does all sorts of amazing stuff. And actually, I didn't realize this, but she has a podcast too. Her name is Natasha. She does like energy readings yes. and um, spiritual coaching and. <gasps> She is someone who I believe is the real deal. And I've, I've known her, like, we, we, we came up doing comedy together. Now she does it professionally. Her website okay. is highestlighthealing.com. And I can vouch for her as an amazing human being. Okay. Um, and we both lost, we lost a mutual friend four years ago. Our friend Samantha died of, um, of lung cancer. And she, I would talk to her just, like, about you know, how I was feeling and feeling sad. And she would encourage me just to like talk out loud to Sam, which I would. And, um, our friend Samantha was like a, an incredible friend. She just like was so good at being a friend. And even when she was really sick, she would, I was writing my first book while during her illness and she would check in with me on it. Like even when she, you know, when she was very sick and, and, so after she died, Natasha sent me a message and she was like, Oh, like Sam has a, message for you that she loves um the red the red flowers like did you leave her red flower or like did you give her roses or something and I was like no I have no idea what that is about like no I'd never left her flat like I couldn't piece it together and 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 then um that same I think it was right around the same time I had gotten um the first uh, copies of my book and my book has red, red flowers on the cover. Just and up. so, yes, so this oh, is it. This is what gosh. it looks like. So <gasps> I, I think like Sam was a really, she was such an amazing friend and like an, one of the kind of friend that was in like really genuinely cared about people. And so I think she knew, and she always was checking in on me about how writing was going. And so I think she knew, I think right, that was the message. Amazing. Cause I was like, yeah. I don't know. I kept saying to Natasha, I was like, I don't know what that is, but that's oh, nice. And then up it, with you. Yeah. Yes. I oh couldn't believe it. That was, that was one of those things where I was like, well, Natasha wouldn't know. No one has seen the cover of my book. That's insane. Oh, I would, oh. you know, she'd be someone that it would be lovely to have on to talk to you about. I because especially make a connection. She's a podcaster too. People have worked with her that we know I've never worked. I keep meaning to, and I've like never done a session with her, but she's wonderful. Yeah. My favorite thing about that is the fact that she had a different profession. I'd love that. I always find it fascinating to hear about 
the journey that of discovery, I guess, where they mm-hmm. realize they have this thing and it's like, do I push it down or do I nurture it? And then how they learned how to nurture it. And so they knew that what they were experiencing wasn't just them trying so hard to manifest something mm-hmm. yeah. and that it was actually legit. And then going on with helping people like the Long Island medium, they'd be I like in a shop or something. she'd be grocery shopping and she'd be like, with her lippies and shit. So <laughs> I was going to say only Teresa Caputo could do that. Teresa shit. Caputo. Uh-huh. That's I it. can't do That's it. it. Teresa. All, excuse me. Excuse me. I don't mean to bother you, but I, did you ever watch the cake love? boss like reality show that they yeah. know? It was like the, okay, they did like a contest one and one of the fucking challenges was to do a life-size cake. <laughs> oh, like of a person. <laughs> They had to do like leopard print and like heels and stuff. And the bump it with her hair oh, and no. her nails. I would so love funny. that. So funny. I would love that. Anyone. Yes. But the um, only person that is acceptable to come up to me and be like, excuse me. I know. I would be like, yes, Teresa. Let's sit down. Let's I go mean, get it. I would Brown get acrylic. But otherwise, yeah. Sylvia Brown, I don't know if I anyway. Um I religiously watched that woman on I Montel. Know. She was on Montel. So this dude, <laughs> roll your eyes at Montel Williams. I love Montel. Get out of here. Going back to the um, psychic from Surviving Death that I wanted to talk about. Um, she did, or medium, she did a reading for one of the major skeptics on there. Uh, her name is Laura Lynn Jackson. And she gave a really good reading, like personal stuff, but like emotional didn't sound like she was just reading from cards and whatever right but at the end she made a statement about you're not supposed to keep going to mediums after this a medium serves as a conversation starter so you know you can have a conversation with your loved one who has passed whenever you want like that's the conversation starter it's a door opener to know that they're around and to get into that sort of state of mind where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this conversation with whomever I'm looking to contact. And like you were saying, Kate, and like we've said before, whether it's true or not, if it makes you feel good, if it helps you, sure, it's not hurting anybody. Um, but no, you don't need to go spend hundreds of dollars every time you want to talk to your like departed loved one. No, right. You just sit in the same room and talk to them wherever you are. I've done that with my grandfather countless times when I've just been like, I really, I'm, I don't know what to do. I wish you were around to talk to me and I don't know what to say. And I would like hear his voice in my head telling me whatever the answer was. And I knew that I was like, well, I knew him well enough to kind of surmise what his answer would have been. So whether it's just my memory and him teaching me well enough to take care of myself, or if it's really him, I don't care. I'm getting the response that I need. Right. It's a lot more, it's like a, it's a bit complex when you really think about it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I like, I haven't given much thought to this stuff before until now talking to y'all. And now I'm like, oh, geez. I mean, that's the, there's a reason why Joy refers to this sometimes as ghost therapy. Yeah, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. (laughs) It does feel like ghost therapy. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Ghosts coming through are like troubled ghosts. I always feel really 
that does make me feel really sad. Like I want those ghosts to get therapy and get help. Yeah, that they need some sort of closure to move on, especially like if it's a death that happens so fast that they just don't even know what the fuck happened. I, yeah, I think about that a lot. Like it's that's so my biggest fear where like mm-hmm. I'm going to die and not know that I died. Well, the tsunami. Did you that- see that, Kate? No. <sighs> Unsolved Mysteries has a new oh, yeah. series. Unsolved Mysteries. They've resurrected it and done a new yes, series. Yes, I have a friend really who's like well the production done. director on it or something. Oh my God, they did really? such a good job with it. Yeah, we such love a good it. Job. Give them a high five when it's yeah. safe to touch people. I will, but there's a tsunami episode? There's yes. A, the Japanese tsunami from 2011? Yes, 2011. There was okay. a tsunami in Japan. Um. I oh my was, god. Yeah. 16,000 people died? Yeah, how they were just saying so many people died so fast that mm-hmm. they they didn't know they were dead. They didn't know what to do. They like mm. people the cab drivers were saying they would have people get in their cabs and tell them where to go and they would drive there and then there'd be no one in the back when they like Oh my around. god. So not like a little mist, not like some lights, not like some sort of thing that you could dismiss, like a full person speaking and interacting saying please take me to this destination. Or like there was a woman who said a couple of people showed up in distress and they were wet and they asked if they could have dry clothes. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I know. So you just hope that most of those people find, I don't know, something else to do or somebody else is there to lead them wherever they need to go, which is also another big question mark. Like, I I don't know what the fuck that means, even what I'm saying, what the words are coming out of my mouth. But I'm like, (laughs) there's like, there's a skeptic going, stop it. We don't go anywhere, Joy. (laughs) We quit church. Like, stop. (laughs) Um, But something's happening. Right. I've seen too much. And I've say I've said it the first episode we had, I was like, I've had all of these things happen and I have tried to explain them other ways. And I cannot, if someone else can tell me what my experiences were, I will listen to you. Mm -hmm. And I, I will Mm -hmm. believe you if there's enough evidence, but I've had so many different kinds of paranormal things happen to me that I can't explain them all. It's your truth. It's what you experienced. Mm-hmm. And don't really let anyone tell you that that's not. And like, you know, like you're saying, Kate, you said that you saw a light coming up the stairs. You know, like you've seen things yes. happen. Right. I am petrified of seeing things. Me so too. I don't. So sometimes like, I think today I was rattling around the house clean and going, well, maybe like, maybe I'm just wrong about all of it because I've never seen anything like why wouldn't I just see something? And then there's this little voice in my head that's like, because you actively say all the time in this tiny cavernous skull of yours, I don't want to see anything. Right. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. always like, you're sending up. You're sending that message out, which I think is good. I'm, but I hear stuff yeah, and I have dreams mm-hmm. and there's all these other uh, things that it's like, I will just know things. Yeah. Sometimes. But I haven't seen that much. I can't explain. I will just know things. That's a scary thing. You'll just know stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If Joy ever calls you and says, I've been thinking about you. (gasps) Tell her about the Instagram one. Oh God, I forgot about that. 
Um, I that's the one that trips me out the most. I woke up one morning and I was like, oh, I haven't seen anything posted from Jane in a while. I don't know Jane. I have never been in the same room with Jane. She's a hairstylist that I follow because I think her shags are cute. Jane Edelson? Yeah. Yeah, she does do great shags. Yeah. So I follow her and I woke up one day and I'm just scrolling. I'm like, hmm, I haven't seen anything posted about Jane in a while. Like, I wonder what's going on. I know that she like, she has her kids. She's a single mom, whatever. You know, it's just having thoughts while drinking my coffee and scrolling through Instagram. And up pops an update from her. And I was like, oh, here it is. She's fine. And it wasn't because it was the day that her friend posted saying she had gotten in a horrible motorcycle accident. And I was like, which wouldn't be weird if I didn't already have a very long history of thinking about women right before something very bad happens to them. Whoa, that's really fucking scary and weird. But then I had something more specific where I was like thinking about my aunt and I remember going, why am I thinking about my aunt and her teeth? Am I thinking about her teeth right now? Why am I thinking about my aunt's teeth? And the next time I saw her, she's like, oh my God. And then I had to have emergency dental surgery because I had these infected teeth that they had to like cut. And I was like, oh, but for a long time, I didn't say anything to anyone because it sounds fucking bananas. (laughs) Well. I'm going to warn you, Oracle. but I, <laughs> I'm a really teeth? shitty one because I'm just like something bad might happen. But you know what? I bet you <sighs> could tap in. I, I bet you could like train your, or you, I mean, I know people offer like courses on this, but like, mm-hmm. I bet you could like open up those channels and learn and kind of learn more about it and get better. Like you're not bad at it. You're just, you don't, you're just right. new I to it. to learn how to use it. The problem is there's part of me that goes, yes, yes, yes. And then there's the other part that goes, no, 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 yeah. no, Yeah. I would, wanna, I would like, do that too. <laughs> but then there's also the whole going back to people taking advantage of people. It's, Mm-hmm. Who is legit? Who are these people yeah. offering courses? That makes me think of the, the person that lives down the street that has the giant neon sign out front saying psychic. Yeah. Do you know right. what I mean? You don't know. Which yeah. We, we yeah. have. We have that. Yeah. Um, you know, I and love so those it's like, places, I know. <laughs> but so it's like, who is legit and who is not? Who is going to take your money and blow a bunch of smoke up your ass? Well, a lot of, there is this fear though that I've had over the years of not going to just a psychic because I've been kind of afraid that if I go to a real one, they're going to go, you know, mm-hmm. you know, why are you here? Honestly? Like, I'm afraid of that. I think <laughs> that they do do that. <laughs> like, I would love to meet Chip Coffee, but I feel like he'd go, he'd like, Make some sort of gesture with his scarf and be like, okay. Did you know that he he had a show prior to this, but it was like pajama party, psychic pajama party. No. And he would have guests and they'd sit in bed with him and they would talk. And one of them was Derek Waters, the guy that did um, Drunk History. Oh and my so God. it's like, yeah, they would just come and they'd get in bed with Chip and they'd, they'd shoot the shit. And he would oh be wearing God, his wish. delightful scarves. I love him. And me too. Me too. I adore him. He's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've been worried about that, which is like weird. I don't know. I always think I'm silly when I'm like, were you afraid someone's going to tell you you're psychic? First of all, ha, like, (laughs) like what you're psychic, shut up. 
and then something happens. I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Right. I would like go to call my mom and I'd hear her. I'd be like, mom, mom. And she's like, oh, I just picked up the phone to call you, but I didn't Uh -uh. dial your number yet. Uh -uh. I was like, I didn't dial your number either, but I was about to call you. Uh, uh, you know, or like, I remember her call like one morning. I go, Hey, no. why am I thinking about Aunt Joan right now? Did you talk to her today? And she, oh, joy, they found her dead in her apartment. Shut morning. up. Are you kidding? No, no. And I was 21 when that happened. Oh, my. God. I remember where okay. I know the apartment and the landline I was on. Like, <laughs> I remember where I was when that happened. Yeah, someone's gonna tell you. I agree. Well, no, you know what? They can help you develop the tools that you need to protect yourself so that it's not, you're not in the shower with someone like standing out there trying to talk at you. So that was like the forensic thing when I was just going to say, I was cool. (laughs) Fucking listen to you. I'm sorry that you have to stay up all night and binge all of our episodes. Listen, (laughs) you got to go back. Not the last one, the one before that. No, Joy, and this is another one of those ghost therapy things where it's like Joy was telling me about a work experience thing, like an internship thing she made for herself in college at the medical examiner's office, working in the um, unidentified remains. And as her time went on, she kept feeling like there were people in the back seat of her car. There were people constantly with her, constantly with like her. following me, mm. like chasing me. And it's like, all I could think was, well, that's because they know, A, that you're in there trying to help them, and B, you can hear them. Oh, my God. And the stuff that Emily was bringing up when I was telling the story, she was like, well, they're seeing you help people. They're seeing you do things. They can feel that you can feel them somehow. Like, they yeah, they're going to be standing around shouting knows. things. Oh, that's they, fascinating. Like, they know that you're aware of them. It's not that they're, like, shouting into the void. They know that you know. Whoa. Okay. But I was, like, 20 years old. Well, she had, like, a nervous fucking breakdown fuck. because of it. I yeah, would. I, like, went to see a therapist because I thought I was going crazy. I started, like, having my sister sit in the bathroom so I could take a shower because I was afraid oh my God. to take a sh- It was really intense, but I was also barely sleeping. Yeah. I was concurrently taking how to write your thesis and writing my thesis. Like, <laughs> I was doing all, like, I was trying to graduate a semester Dude. early. I was just an insane person. Um, so I just chalked it up to anxiety, and I was like, you're just stressed. No one's in your backseat. No one's chasing you from the car to the house. If you're in the house by yourself, it's okay. And it wasn't like, I just remember running into the house and no one being home. Mm -hmm. And I lived with, you know, my two parents and my two siblings and nobody was there. And I was, I called my mom. I was like, where's everybody? Where? Like, why am I alone in this house in the middle of the day? Scared out of my mind. Um, Oh, that's a drain. it, It was, it was tough. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, I told Emily the story and at great length, um, on another episode and she was just like, yeah, it makes total sense. So I need the ghost therapy too. I can't do it to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I give, I always gave great relationship advice, but fuck if I didn't have a ton of shitty relationships. Well, but that's how you know too. That's how you become a good ghost therapist is by going through your own ghost I don't want to say trauma, but like 
you tap into your experiences so that you can offer advice to others. Yeah. Well, going off of that, after mm. you wrote your book and it was published, did you get any kind of, I don't want to say message, but did anything happen with that you felt was your mom? Because it's such a deeply personal book. It is. It's all, it's, it is. it is, And it's, I'm trying to think if I did. Did my mom come to me? Did she visit me? Did she know about my book? No, I don't think so. But I do think she knows about it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I had a weird thing happen when I was, I was writing it. And I was like in, in this like deep draft of it. And I went in to try to find something like I was looking to find this book of poems. I wrote about this in, in the book, but, um, and I randomly came across this essay that my mom had written. This was when I was like in the middle of writing this book. And I came across this essay my mom had written stuck in like all these papers of hers that I had that I had never seen before. And the title of the essay was, I will miss the essence of my mother. And my mom had written a whole essay about what she will miss about her mom when her mom passes. It was so fucking oh weird. It felt like a message from my mom. Oh, God. Yeah. Because that's what you were doing. You were writing a oh. book dedicated. It was like truly bizarre. And so I included this at the end of my book, which is so weird and like personal. And my mom was very private. And I think she would have been furious at me that I included her writing in my book. But I was so like delirious and insane out of my mind writing this book because it was just reliving grief over and over again every day for like two years. But yeah, it was so weird. I was not looking for it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I had never seen it before, but I had this huge binder of like her emails and stuff that I had somehow acquired and it was just in there but it like dropped out at the time and it was it was like she was sending me a a message it was so bizarre and that was when I was writing it but I do feel like she spiritually somehow wherever was aware that it was happening and and she always like really believed in me as a writer and she when she was sick she used to encourage me to write about it and so I think she always she knew that it would be something I don't know I just think she knew I got to say, like, like it it sounds like that was her, that was confirmation. Just, I don't know. Considering the title and the subject matter of her essay that you found. Yeah. It was bizarre. And the manner in which you found it. To me as an outsider, that is confirmation that she Mm -hmm. knows what you're doing, that she is proud of you for what you're doing Mm -hmm. and that you're going in the right direction and that you're, you know. And that she's with you while it's happening. She's with you on this journey. Yeah. And you know, and I've also kind of also had times where I've been like, it's time for me to cut the cord a little bit. Like I'm ready to not be as attached to the idea of needing my mom around. Does that make sense? Like, like kind of energetically, I've had times where I've been like, okay, I don't need, like, I need to set up whatever this boundary is because sometimes it's just too heavy for me. I don't know if it's my grief or her energy or what, but sometimes it feels like too much. And I have to be like, okay, like I'm good. You can, you can go now. I don't need, you know, I don't need signs, but other times I crave that Mm -hmm. and I, you know, and I need that. So. But she's your mom. That makes sense though. But I think that you could say that too. I think you could just also, even if you're like, you have a different relationship with her now. 
you still yes. have a relationship. You know what the coolest thing <laughs> was? I, I have this astrologer who I love so much, who's a wonderful human being. And I was on her podcast. Her name is Heidi Rose Robbins. And I realized astrology yeah. and ghosts are not, they're not, they're not at all the same thing, but one thing, it was when my book was coming out. And one thing she did for our for our episode of her podcast was she did my mom's chart. And what was so cool to me, and I feel like this kind of correlates, is that people's astrological charts keep going after they die. Like, so there's no, like she was able to say like, well, here's what's going on in your mom's chart right now. And it like aligned with stuff that was happening with me and my book coming out. And, and that was so interesting to me, like that, that we all go on like our, our astrological positioning of the stars, like once we die, it doesn't stop. Like right, those yeah. planets keep moving and shifting in our houses. And I thought that was just an interesting, like kind of bizarro had, spiritual thing. Now I have to go look at this some more. I had not thought of that. Yes, heard like of her. She's lovely. She's a treasure. She's the best. She's truly like in my life, since my mom passed, I, I look for a lot of like mother figures or, or they just come, I just find them or I seek them out or whatever. And she's been a very like maternal force in my life. She's just I fantastic. Her. I love her. Well, it's been wonderful having you. So fun. I wish Absolutely we could gab wonderful. like this every week. This is such a treat. I mean, we, we keep ta- like, we have to start doing this more because right. I think the more that we do this, especially with friends, like we realize how much we need this and how good it is for us. Even if we're just Feels talking good. about how I burned dinner and my child didn't <laughs> go to sleep on time. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like, whatever. Let's just sit down and have a few of us like hang out in a Zoom chat after bedtime. Honestly, yes, that, that would be amazing. And Let's I don't know. Oh my God. Can That'd we be fun. just get Cabin 37 back <gasps> on Zoom? Oh, that would be fun. Yes. Let's do that. So yeah. something that we started doing uh, when the lockdown first happened is doing a gratitude at the end of mm. the episode. What is something that you're finding gratitude in today? Um, I'm grateful for the ocean. When lockdown started, I had this deep fear that I would never get to see the ocean again. I just like, it because we were so shut in, I was like, well, what if I never get to the sea? But I was there this weekend uh, it's it's like beyond comprehension how amazing the ocean is and being at the beach and getting to be with my kids. So that is what I am grateful for today. Oh, I love that. I feel that. Emily? We went to the stables this morning for her lesson and they just had the blacksmith out. And so they had a bunch of the old shoes in a bucket and they were like, going to throw them away. And my kid and I went through and we found the horseshoe for, you know, the giant horse Elmo. Mm-hmm. So we found his horseshoe and then the one for Vanessa, who I ride and we came home and my husband put the horseshoe for Vanessa above her door. So she has a good look. Oh, she was so, so tickled. Dry with yours. Big shout out to Lego. The amount of time my child spends building and rebuilding Lego stuff and the way now that he will just sit down and go, I'm going to build a spaceship. Mm. And it is, I'm not even kidding, like perfectly symmetrical on either side. Like he finds each piece that like needs to, like he builds these amazing things. And it's like one of the only things that will hold his attention for long periods of time. And I'm just really thankful that Lego makes a bunch of cool stuff that he likes. Oh, I That's love all. that. 
Sweetie. My little engineer is like really doing a lot of cool He's stuff lately. Feeling good. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, what a fun oh, time. I love him so much. It's great. Um, so anyone listening, if you have uh, anything you want to write in to us about, or you have stories about ghost pets or patronuses that show up uh, representing your past loved ones or in need of ghost therapy, fuck it, aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, send us mm-hmm. an email to the uh, residuals podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at the underscore residuals underscore podcast. Or hit us up on the Twitters, the residuals pod. Kate, you can hear on Forever 35, her yes. podcast. And yes. you can check her out in your local independent bookstore mm-hmm. uh, for her book, uh, Dead Moms Club. That's right. Or I mean, The Dead Moms Club. But the, yeah, Dead Moms, Moms Club. Club. Either one. And, um, and we will keep you posted on her new book that will be coming out in the next year, which yeah. I'm chomping thank at the bit you. to read. I'm very excited. Oh, thank you so much. Yay. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for sharing. Can I make a guest suggestion? Yes. Yes. Do you know Alana? Yes. Yes. Have you, you haven't had her on, right? No. No. Get that bitch on here. I love her. I'm going to text her right now. (laughs) She has, she is like dead people who come to her. (gasps) Right. I'm texting her right now. Yes. All right. I'm going to go to bed now. Okay. Sweet dreams, my dear. Thank much you all so much. You. Love to you both. You. You're the best. It was so nice to get to have human interaction. Yeah, and it was really uh, nice you. to see your face. You know, let us know if anything happens after this because I know had, I'm like a little. That's that's happened. We've had people. We had someone come on who told us about someone that they haven't talked to in over four years that they had a pretty like heavy life experience with, and the very next day they called them out of the blue. Oh God. So. Okay. No pressure. Hi, Kate's mom. Oh my God, guys! If she comes through tonight, I'm like, I'm tired. I just like leave me alone. Let her sleep, but like wake her up with the light. Wait till tomorrow. Kind of hope it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like give me like a week. We absolutely adored having you, and to everybody else out there, sage your sofa, and don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye. Bye. Kate experienced electrical phenomena in her ceiling lights that lasted for over 40 minutes. This took place nine days after we interviewed her. Nine days. That's about a week, isn't it?